Greetings, Raider Nation, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. And I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to show number 83. And here we are on the downside, headed to the next part of the 2006 season. We're going into, the, of course, our training camps and exactly, well, actually not exactly, but about a month away, a little more than a month, five days to be exact, we are playing in the Hall of Fame game, our first preseason game as a team. So the Raider Nation will see the Raiders before, of course, any of the other teams with the exception of the Eagles. Can't wait for that because we all been jonesing for some football. And I can feel you because, believe me, I've been jonesing every day. Soccer, I just can't take it anymore. Couldn't take the soccer. Can't take the soccer. Seems to be the big thing going on in the firehouse these days. No, thank you. Well, welcome to the show. And as I ramble on, I want to remind the Raider fans of the Raider Nation celebration coming August 27th from 12 till 4 o'clock at the Oakland Coliseum. Yes, the Black Hole home of your Oakland Raiders. If you went last year, I'm sure you'll be there this year. If you haven't gone, get on down there and support your team. This is the time to show them who the 12th man really is. Get in there, get your mug, get your melon, get yourself, get your ass in there, and let's give our Oakland Raiders of 2006 a glimpse at the Raider Nation. That's what I got to say. Support your team. This is a time to show them the love and give them some inspiration to play hard this season. I know I've talked about it before. I'm going to go on a rant right now. Get down there, get some tickets, folks. Even if you go to one game, if you can muster it up, get on in there, get your mouth in there, and scream it up for four hours, ladies and gentlemen. Get in there and support your Raiders. It makes a huge difference, man. Talk to any player in any generation, and they will tell you about the crowd and how that makes a huge difference and how they approach the game of the day. Okay, Raider fans, I want to remind you to check out the RaiderNationPodcast.com. Yes, on our site, Raider Randall has done it again. He has, of course, the Frapper Map picture of the week or the day. I don't know which one it is. He's going to chastise me, I'm sure, because I don't know exactly which one it is. But check it out. Check out those pictures, man. we got some great fans, and you will see the Raider Nation from across the nation and across the world. I mean, I told you before, we got people on there from Japan, all over the place. Check out that Frapper map and those pictures. It's awesome. And you just have to do it because that's the nation right there. You might see yourself. You might see a friend. It's pretty cool. We're going to take a brief look at the Chiefs today. We're going to talk about the Raider Nation pretenders, too, on that particular element. We're going to talk about Grady Jackson coming down to the Raiders. At least he's talking to the Raiders. And uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about someone else who has not been in the picture. We're going to talk about the fullback situation of our Oakland Raiders, something we don't talk about much. When I talk to fellow fans, fullbacks don't really come up as a major part of the team. Uh, but let me tell you, Raider fans, if you are a football fanatic, like most of you are, of course, you'll understand how important the fullback position is. And we're going to speak to that as well and talk to you about what we got in store on our fullbacks for the 2006 Raiders. Okay. So let's get on with the show. <laughs> 
right, a brief look at the Chiefs. Well, guess what? The Kansas City Chiefs have some issues. So Raider Nation, we got to send them a box of, you guessed it, tissues. Because I really don't give a rat's rear end what's happening with the Chiefs. But, you know, we really have to look. And so let's do that. The Chiefs have had some problems with injuries. And like I've told you before in the past, that the Chiefs have gone last year with a lot of their offensive and defensive line missing, which is kind of an interesting prospect, like I said earlier last podcast, about their season. Their season could be seriously determined by their offensive and defensive lines, and they've lost a key player on their offense, and i got to get the name down here. It's difficult for me. My computer's giving me a hard time right now, but... When I get to that, I'll get to that part. Right now, I want to talk about the Raider Nation pretenders, which, of course, is everything to do with the Chiefs. They are probably the worst pretenders of the whole NFL. But I will tell you, the Raider fans were the original, the original out-of-control fans. We were the crazed fans. We were the fans with makeup. We were the fans with skulls. We were the fans that freaked out in the parking lot over every doggone team that ever came in there in a bus. That's the Raider Nation, the original. Now, if you look at the Kansas City Chiefs website, which you know I know it's painful for most of the nation to check out, but you really should check it out because they have the Kansas City Elvis Okay, if you want to check that out, Kansas City Elvis, will you please give me a break? Kansas City Elvis, and then they have Kansas City Pope. You know, tell me that's not a cap, but I'm telling you, please give me a break. Don't try to be like the Raiders, and certainly do not try to call yourselves, quote-unquote, the Chiefs Nation. Uh, There's some joker uh, on the uh, forum I go to, and he's telling everybody to come on over the Chiefs because they're going to do something this season. Well, you know what? They're not going to do jack because you know why? Because the Raiders are going to take them down, and I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen. So, Raider Nation, whenever you see any of these Chiefs guys, you got to give them hell because there's only one nation, and that is is Raider Nation. And there's an interesting story on the Raider take. It's called the Mockery Alert. Because the other thing, too, that's happening in the NFL is we're having the uh, the mainstream sports media actually is using Nation for everything, from Chiefs Nation to, you know, Soccer Nation and Brazil Nation. And, you know, it's getting a little out of control. They certainly ain't giving us no love. Don't be using any of the quote-unquote, terms of the Raider Nation to describe anything because you ain't going to give us no respect. You don't deserve it anyway. Uh, and ESPN, excuse me, this is explicit alert, I got to tell you. Well, you can just suck my ass. Okay? That's all I got to say about that. And as a matter of fact, let me get into that just a little bit now. Someone commented on the forum, and I'm going to get into it right now because I'm, I'm, I'm a little emotional, and I'm going to go on a tangent. So here we go. You know what? There's all kinds of guys that, uh, we know, Ray Ratto. I've gone over that, the asshole of the week. There's another asshole of the week. I'm going to bring him out next week, um, not this week. 
uh, because he's, I'm sure he's got more to say. As the football season ramps up, I'm going to hit him a couple times. However, like Ray Ratto and uh, Tim Dalrinkle or whatever his name is, uh, you know, he pisses me off too. Another Raider hater, both these guys, big time. As they start to downplay the Raider season and the players and the fans, because they cap on the fans all the time, I'm telling you right now. The best thing I enjoy, and I, I understand the frustration by the nation. We get no love. You don't get respect. We've never gotten love. And we've never gotten respect. The only time we ever got it was back when, back in the day, when we were just working everybody over. And they couldn't say anything but great things about the Raiders because we were the champions in every aspect of the game. And now, here we go. This is the Raider hatred coming out, the real deal. That's what they like to do. They've all, we've been underdogs back then, too. But remember, the 2002 season, when we were playing football, and all through the first three quarters of the season, ESPN, sports, this, everybody on ESPN2, everybody on TV was saying, Look at this team. Look at that team. Look at, you know, they, they were really high, of course, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But they always would say, well, the Raiders will drop out in the end. Or they have this issue and that issue. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Because in 2002, it wasn't until the end of the season that we got any love from anybody. It was like, oh, it's a surprise. Look, the Raiders are actually the AFC champions, period. Look at that. And boy, the media did the, the 180 and turned around and then they were like all about the Raiders, this and that. Then they didn't give us any respect in that Super Bowl game, which we lost. However, you know what? Did you expect anything else? And do you expect anything right now about anything positive about our Oakland Raiders? Until we start whooping some ass and bringing that nasty back, that's exactly what we're going to get. And you know what? The best thing about that Raider Nation is that you can put it in their face. Yes, in your face, ESPN, AFC champions, AFC West champions. In your face, ESPN, most passing yards in 2006. In your face, ESPN, most improved defense of the NFL. I'm going to tell you, those are predictions right here at Raider Nation Podcast. I truly believe that totally can happen. And in your face, Raider haters all the time when the things go right for our Oakland Raiders. So I'm, I'm glad to be the underdog. Hell yes. Hell yes, I'm glad to be the underdog. And I think most Raider fans are as well. Okay, enough about that rant and rave. Now there's been a lot of talk about Grady Jackson coming to Oakland. And he has a couple other teams that are interested in him. Um, he's out of Green Bay. He had his most productive season last year. And, you know, he's 33 years old, and he was a Raider before, back in the Gruden years. He had his most productive season, like I said, but it was on a bad team. And he had problems with motivation at Green Bay, also some problems with his weight, which a lot of these guys have anyways because they just eat a lot of food. They're all big men. But there you go. Okay. And the other thing that Grady Jackson is, it's a big paycheck. He wants all the money because we're not the only players in the game, and he wants all the money. Now, it would be a great improvement for our, our defensive line because we definitely need some monster up front for that running game. 
And I would say that taking a chance on them would be a big chance, but the Raiders might have to jump on this one if they want to pay the money. I don't know how much money he wants, but I know it's big money. Okay? Now, we did something pretty sneaky, though. We took the, somebody that they, they dished out. Donnell Washington out of Green Bay. Now, he's only been in the NFL three seasons, and he hasn't played a single down. And I know that sounds terrible, but he's been in injuries. But this six-foot-six, 328-pound defensive tackle has come to the Raiders, and they signed this kid, and I'm glad. He's also a guy that has had had trouble um, with his weight, and I just think he was on the wrong team behind Grady Jackson, of course, to make things happen. He's coming here to the Garden of Eden for NFL castoffs, the Oakland Raiders, where he could just be the best defensive tackle in the history of the Raiders if he wanted to be. Okay, He has a great mentor there with Warren Sapp, and he's young. He's only 25. So that gives him an advantage right there. And he had the nasty attitude at Clemson where he played. Okay, he was a third-round pick out of Clemson, and this guy is a gamer, and he could be the biggest diamond in the rough we pick up this whole season. So I just want to say that uh, watch out for Donnell Washington. Now, Grady Jackson might be a good pickup for us. He is on the older side and could be injury-prone too. That's a tough job being in the middle. But I think this was a great pickup. Watch this young man. I believe... He has what it takes to make it happen for the Oakland Raiders' defensive line. Now, Raider Nation, I want to tell you one more thing that's going on here. There's been talk of our fullback problems, and that just came out recently in ProFootball.com, Pro Football Talk, I believe of fullback vacancies in Oakland. Well, you know, fullbacks, we haven't had a real good fullback, really, since John Ritchie. Um, and he was with us for the whole all three-time AFC West victories. So he was a great portion of uh, Wheatley and Garner's success because he blocked a lot, and he also blocked a lot for the pass um, with Gannon. And... We have been weak at fullback for the past three years, and it showed in our seasons. And it affects both, like I said, the running and the passing offense. Now, with Brooke being in the mix, Brooke is way more mobile, so it's going to give, actually, the uh, offensive line an opportunity to block and double block and keep the block on while this guy runs around and makes it, makes it happen because I think Brooks, of course, you guys know how I feel about him. I think he's going to be a great addition. Now, the team right now, the last couple of seasons, looked to John Paul Fushi. He's very, very young. Now, we got a new kid, Joe Hall, and also Zach Tuyasasopa, which, which is kind of surprising because it's Tui's brother, and he's playing fullback, and he's actually rated as fullback. So he's joined the team, too. We have three now fullbacks, and, of course, Zach played at Washington like Marcus did. Now, all three of these fullbacks are young, but Fushi saw action the last two seasons, so he should look pretty good this year. Now, Zach should do well under a tutelage of his brother, I'll tell you right now, 
And, of course, you have to look at the offense and the offensive coverage and Art Shell's theory of blocking and bringing back the nasty. And like I said, with a QB like Brooks, man, he's going to be good. Now, when Fushi had the QB like the Tin Man and play calling from Jimmy, what down is it, Ray, he had no chance really to show anything of his abilities. I think under the new Shell regime, the fullback position will regain its importance and make it a lot easier for Justin. I hope I don't get an injury in 2006 Fargus and Lamont, come on, be another 1,000-plus year uh, in yardage Jordan to make it happen this season. So let's have that. Let's have these three backs bring some magic back to the fullback position here in Oakland. Okay, Raider fans, let's see now. Let's look here at the podcast comments forum section and get down to it. Só aquele pedaço de você que se partiu, o seu estômago cheio de vento e fome, suas tripas enroladas no pescoço, te asfixiando lentamente, sou o dedo perverso apontado para sua cara. Now there's been some bantering about the Yankees and how <laughs> I'll go through it now. Man, Jorge's been in here big time. Here we go. We're going to go to Colorado Chris. He's got a picture on our Frapper map. He's got uh, he's got big hair. It's awesome. It's pretty awesome. Okay, he's going to talk about fan participations, which I talked about last podcast. I would agree with you, Raider Greg. Sitting in the stands, listening to random conversations going on when everyone is ignoring the game pisses me off. But then, the last two seasons have been shitty. I, too, have found myself talking about other things. No longer live in the Bay Area. I just hope that the hometown guys make the place rock. As for New York, Tommy, here's the shots fired. Leave out the comments about your pussy corporate Yankees. No one cares about them. Peace, Colorado C. Okay, Colorado Chris. <laughs> See, I'm an A's fan, so the Yankees aren't something I really love anyway. But Tommy's got a right to be a New York fan, and he's a Raider Nation brother, so... What can I say? You guys can fight on that field of battle. That's okay. But you're Raider fans, so sometimes you just got to get on over it. Okay. C, New York Raider fan comes in. I agree, Jorge. I do think that uh, this could be the year for Brooks, and so do I. I believe it could be too. He has the talent around him to be very successful this year, and as long as he comes out as a leader can have everyone in the offense believe in him. And I think that's the key, too. And I know he can. This guy's a gamer. He could have an outstanding year. I totally agree. The only problem that I see is the lack of depth in the running back. If Lamont gets hurt, who do we have to back him up? Actually carry the ball for a whole game without getting hurt. Well, you know what? That's what he's talking about is Fargus. As, as for the supposed two fans that don't scream their asses off at the games, I'll take your seat if you don't want it. If you don't want to do it, it ticks me off because I've yet to be at a home game and would love the opportunity. I try to get to one game a year, and it would be nice to be calling calling the opposing team assholes instead of being their whipping boy. Amen, man. Right on. See, those guys in New York, and I've told you, Raider Nation, if you're coming to the game, 
put that one ten in there, maybe put out her ten percent, because there are people that are desperate, desperate to even be close to the Coliseum, and they're at their TVs, they're screaming their asses off, and there's people talking when things have to happen. I'm talking about, you know, third and short for the other team. Let's you know stick them, you know, coming up for the defense big time, being that twelfth man. You know, those are the times you got to be out there screaming, you know? Those are the times you got to show when Randy Moss catches that 60-yard pass. Boom! Booyah! We got to be giving him the love. And that's what I'm talking about. I know I'm going on a tangent. My wife says that I go on too many of them. Well, oh well. Okay. Here we go. Next one's from New York Raider Tommy. Jackson back. I, I heard Grady Jackson may sign again with the Raiders. That would be a good pickup. As for Colorado, Chris, go suck on some Rocky Mountain oysters. I'll say what I want. Well, he's a true Raider. He's a New York Raider. And there you go. You know what? That's beautiful. I love it. I love the bantering. It's all good. <laughs> go suck on some Rocky Mountain oysters. Shots are fired, baby. Well, there you go. Okay. Colorado Chris comes in. We can all tell that it's the off-seasons and we're all ready for some football to start. Amen, brother. As for you, Tommy, I appreciate you as a fan, but I don't want to read any crap about your second-place pussy-ass Yankees. <laughs> Especially us on the West Coast. Peace. Now, I don't know what fan that Chris from Colorado is, but like I said, I'm an Oakland A's fan. No love lost with the Yankees. But you know what? It's all good, man. Got to be bantering. You wouldn't be a Raider fan if you didn't shout it out. Okay, he's talking now. Here comes New York Tommy Raider talking about the ESPN Ultimate Depth Chart. And he goes on about, for some reason, we're down here. Let's see, Denver's at 10, and we're we're down here at 28, okay? <laughs> so Tommy's trying to justify this reasoning. How, how can these guys come to a reason uh, that the Raiders are going to be 28th and the Denver Broncos are going to be 10th? Because he makes a good point. He says Plummer completed 58 of his passes and Brooks 57. This is last season. Keep in mind, Brooks had his worst experience after Katrina last year. So Brooks is going through the Katrina thing, you know, practicing in Houston, you know, no locker room, no practice fields, bad situation. So let's keep that in, in mind with, when we're talking about this too. Plummer was home, you know, with the warm fire, with the back massages and whatever else he's doing up there in Donkey Town. Plummer had 4,089 yards and books 3,810. Not bad for a guy under suppression. Plummer had 27 TDs. Brooks had 21. Not bad. Plummer, 20 interceptions. Brooks only had 16. Numbers are pretty close. Um, and that year they had the fourth best running game, which is true. And New Orleans had the 26th. And Denver's record was 10-6, New Orleans was 8-8. Eight and eight. So what I'm, I think he's trying to say here is that we shouldn't be that much difference between these two. But I'll tell you, Tommy, it doesn't make a difference because it's the Raiders. And they ain't going to give us no respect. ESPN can suck a choda from all I care. Their opinion means nothing to me. And like I said earlier in the piece... They're going to work us over until we start winning, and then they're going to be our best friends. Talk about the bandwagon on the bad wagon. We're consistently 
Denver, even if they're in the shithole, Denver gets love. Or, you know, here's another team that'll never get hate. The New England Patriots. They're such the quintessential heroes. You know, bull crap. You know what? That's just the way it is. That's the way the media is. You got to love it because when it comes down to it and we start winning, shut up. You got to give us the love because you got no choice. Okay, here's Jorge again. Screw Sports Center. Of course, Tommy, I read about Sports Center Death Chart Report, and I have to say, I love it. And this is why. We've always been underdogs. No always believed us in the 80s and 81 Raiders, and no one was celebrating. In New, and, and who was celebrating in New Orleans at the end of that game? That is for sure. We went there and kicked some butt, right? And who thought we would? Nobody. The Raiders got lucky, some say. Yeah, well, do you remember Super Bowl 18? The Redskins were defending champs. They had a high-scoring offense, and they defeated us in the regular season. Everybody said we were going to get smashed by a bunch of hogs. And what happened? We turned the skins into their own hogs in, into a chicharron. Uh, that's a Mexican snack made from pig. <laughs> I love it. And we have always been the underdogs, man, and that's the Raiders' way. I totally agree. The league hates us. That's absolutely true. And we are the ones that never stand a chance every year, and our schedule is the hardest. That's very true because we played the two Super Bowl teams last season, and guess what? We're playing both of them again this season. Thank you, NFL. Um, the hardest season, but we find a way to win. Who cares if John Clayton, Hank Goldberg, and someone else from UFN thinks what well, we are weak? Coach Shell is back. It's a, he's a true Raider, and he'll show those sports center creeps uh, which team is on the rise. We are underdogs, and that's the way it will always be no matter how many times we beat the living crap out of every NFL team. And this is who we are. We are eternal underdogs. We are the ones who in the end will end up winning it all, we are the Raiders. Jorge, awesome take. Way to set it out. I couldn't have said it better. I didn't say it better. You said it the very best, man. We are underdogs, and that's the way it is. Okay, Raider Nation, this is it. Raider Nation podcast, I want to remind you again, get down to that Coliseum. August 27th, 12 to 4, Raider Nation celebration. Bring your cameras, bring your kids, uh, bring your tailgate stuff, because it's going to be a hell of a good time. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Raider Nation podcast. Also want to remind you guys on the Frapper to get your pictures in. There's still people on the Frapper map that don't have their pics, that are not wearing their gear. Get yourself your Raider gear. Get someone to give you a picture and stick it on there, man. Show the Raider Nation the Raider Nation. You know what I'm talking about? Football is almost here. It's almost here, Raider Nation, and we got to get ready. So don't forget, man, we got to pump it up and start strong and end strong. 12th man, baby, all the way. This is Raider Greg. I am.